I did a quick internet search uh, this week on heroes and found millions of results such as books, movies, TV shows, video games, ordinary people doing extraordinary things. There's even a very popular sports magazine, a sports channel that uh, actually did a poll of professional athletes and they focused on one question and the one question was simply this, who was your sports hero growing up? People love heroes. People love to believe in heroes. People love to cheer for heroes. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we know our hero is King Jesus. Amen? He is our hero. Jesus came to this earth to rescue us from our sins. Jesus lived a perfect life. He was tempted as we are, yet he never sinned. Jesus died a perfect death on the cross of Calvary. Jesus rose again on the third day, victorious over sin and death for you and for me. We receive uh, God's gift of salvation by repenting of our sins and placing our faith and trust in Christ Jesus. We have the opportunity to be made right with God by the work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary for you and for me. And the good news for us is God's word is full of heroes of our faith in God. Men and women who believed God and who did amazing things for God by their faith in God. These heroes that we see in God's word inspire us today to live out our faith in God. And we find the names of some of the heroes of the Old Testament enshrined in God's hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. So if you have your Bibles, open them with me to Hebrews chapter 11 and then make your way to Genesis chapter 6. I want you to hold both places because we'll be back and forth between those two passages and around those two passages. We're continuing in our sermon series titled Heroes. Uh, We are looking at and learning from this morning for the third week, uh, the hero Noah. And uh, we are excited and have been excited about all God's taught us through Noah's example, and we'll continue that this morning. Uh, If you have not been here the past couple of weeks, then uh, you may want to watch or listen to our services online so you can catch up, or you can pick up a CD or two after the service this morning so that you can catch up to where uh, we will launch from and move from this morning Uh, We have been learning from and looking at Noah, and we read about Noah in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7. By faith, Noah, after being warned about what was not yet seen, in reverence, built an ark to deliver his family. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. So we see uh, this beautiful summary of Noah's faith in God, his Uh, place secure here in God's hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7. So let's remind ourselves, let's do a quick review of what God has taught us so far from Noah. Number one, Noah is a man of faith in God. Uh, The writer of Hebrews said, by faith, Noah, we know that Noah lived his life by faith in God. And God wants the testimony of our lives to read by faith. Living a by-faith life means we must believe God, we must believe the truth of God's word is absolute truth for our lives, and therefore we humble ourselves before God and we follow God in the truth of his word by faith day by day. Noah was a man of faith in God. Second thing we've already learned about Noah was Noah was a shining witness for God. 
in the middle of the wickedness and the sinfulness of mankind in Noah's day, Noah stood out as a shining witness for God. We read about this in Genesis chapter 6. If you look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 8, Noah, however, found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah did not earn God's favor. Noah found God's favor. Noah found favor with God because of Noah's faith in God. You continue to look in verse 9. These are the family records of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among his contemporaries. Noah walked with God. God. As Noah walked with God, Noah was able to be a shining witness for God. We know that we find favor with God by our faith in God. As we walk with God day by day, we are able to be shining witnesses for God by the power of God working in and through our lives. And so we understand the importance of faith as it relates to uh, being a witness for God. Third point we've already learned is that Noah was obedient to God. Noah was not only a man of God, a witness for God, he was obedient to God. Uh, God warned Noah about the coming judgment that God was going to send uh, on earth because of mankind, uh, because of the wickedness and sinfulness of mankind, and God's judgment was coming in the form of a flood, a deluge. God also told Noah to build an ark, and God gave Noah specific, very specific instructions about how to build the ark and fill the ark so that those who would be in the ark could be saved through the flood. Genesis 6, we see, and Noah did this. He did everything that God had commanded him. And so we know, again, as we've seen over and over, Noah did exactly what God said to do, when God said to do it, the way God said to do it. Noah was obedient to God. And we identified uh, a few points about Noah's obedience uh, that's true of our obedience as well. Number one, we said that Noah's faith, Noah's obedience was powered by faith. Noah demonstrated his faith in God by his obedience to God. Noah believe God would do what God said he would do, even though Noah had never seen God do what he said he would do. And so Noah did what God told him to do, which was by faith, build an ark. Noah's obedience to God was the evidence, the confirmation. It was the verification. It was the proof of his faith in God. And it's one thing for us to say that we have faith in God. But it's something completely different to demonstrate our faith in God by our obedience to God. It is your obedience and my obedience that is the evidence, the proof, the confirmation to others around us of our faith in God. We also know that Noah's obedience blessed his family as we looked at that last week. Noah's obedience to God blessed Noah and his family. Noah's obedience encouraged his family. It set a standard for his family. And it revealed a pathway for his family to follow so that they might be able to walk by faith in God. And we know the same is true for us today, this week. Our obedience to God will bless us. And our obedience will also bless our family. Our obedience to God 
encourages our family, sets a standard for our family, and it reveals a pathway for those in our family and for those brothers and sisters in Christ that are part of our family in Christ Jesus. It reveals a pathway for our family to follow, to walk by faith in God day by day. Remember, as we remind uh, one another often, and we do this often, God's work in us is always for us. So whatever it is that God's teaching you this morning, it's for you, first and foremost. God's speaking to you by the power of his Holy Spirit who lives within you through the teaching of this word as the Holy Spirit brings this word to life uh, in your mind, in your heart, in your life. And what God is saying to each of us, and he's brought us here this morning because he has something for us, so he's speaking to all of us. What he has for us is for us. But it's also for those that God places around us which begins and starts with those closest to us, that being our family. As we see with Noah, Noah's obedience to God. Noah was a righteous man. He walked with God. That was for Noah. That blessed Noah. But it also extended the blessing to Noah's wife and Noah's sons and their wives. And so our obedience to God day by day, our obedience is going to bless us, but it's also going to bless our families. It's going to bless those who are close to us, those who God places around us. We also saw that Noah's obedience persevered through opposition. Noah persevered in his faith in God and in his obedience to God for 120 years that it took him to build the ark in that particular season of his life. We know he persevered for those 120 years. We know Noah faced opposition during those years in which he built the ark. We know this because we know the wickedness and the violence and the sinfulness of mankind was widespread on the earth. We know, according to God's word, that every scheme and thought of mankind was evil all the time. We know this because Peter told us in uh, 1 Peter in the New Testament, Noah was a preacher of righteousness. That means that Noah spoke for God to the people in his day. He warned them of God's coming judgment on their sin. He called them to repent of their sin and to turn to God by faith in God. We know Noah faced opposition because we know as we understand and study 1 Peter, we see that Peter talked about Noah, used Noah as an example. In Peter's passage there in his first letter where Peter was talking about suffering for righteousness. And Peter was telling us as followers of Jesus Christ, if we suffer, we need to suffer for doing God's will. And if we suffer for doing God's will, if we suffer for righteousness, then we are blessed. And so we understand Noah certainly persevered through opposition during those years and years and years that he was working on that huge construction project. Noah stood strong in his faith in God day by day, month by month, year by year, because Noah simply believed God was going to send a flood. When you stop and think about that, that is amazing. Noah's faith and his obedience was so strong. He persevered. Why? Because he was convinced God was going to send a flood. Why? Because God told him he was. And the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7, which we just read through just a moment ago, by this he condemned the world. Noah's righteousness and obedience to God condemned. That word means exposed. 
the world's unrighteousness and disobedience to God. During Noah's life, specifically those years where he was constructing the ark, Noah, because he was obedient to God, he condemned, he exposed the sinfulness of the world around him. And so we know as well, God wants us to persevere in our faith in God. God wants us to persevere in our obedience to him. He wants us to day by day, step by step, moment by moment, continue to live out our faith and trust in him. We know opposition is coming because we know spiritual warfare is real. We know we have an enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy us. We know we have an enemy who is relentless in its attacks against us. We know we have an enemy who never stops warring against us. So we are called as Christ followers to persevere in our obedience to God. We do this by the power of God in us, not by our power. If we rely on our power, we're not going to persevere very long. We persevere in our obedience to God by the power of God at work in us, which is unleashed in us as we follow God by faith, as we see from Noah, as we walk with God, then God empowers us to continue walking with him and to continue obeying him. It's God's power at work in us, not our power. And so we understand and realize how important this is. God desires us to be men and women of faith. God desires us to be shining witnesses for him. God desires us to be obedient to him. And we see now the fourth point that we'll learn uh, about Noah, and that is simply this. Noah was rewarded by God for his faith in God. Noah was rewarded by God for his faith in God. Hebrews eleven six says, now without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because the one who draws near to him must believe he exists and rewards those who seek him. Noah believed God. Noah believed God existed. Noah believed God would send a flood. Noah believed God would protect and deliver him and his family. And God, always faithful to his word, rewarded Noah for his faith in him. He rewarded Noah. God rewarded Noah because of Noah's faith in him. Augustine of Hippo, early church father, theologian, and author, he said this, faith is to believe what we do not see. The reward of faith is to see what we believe. Faith is to believe what we do not see. The reward of faith is to see what we believe. Understand this, recognize this, Noah's faith in God became sight at the end of the 120 years of that construction project. His faith became sight. Now we see in this passage and in the story of Noah, many, many different ways that that God rewarded Noah. I want to just identify a few ways that God rewarded Noah this morning, because I believe as we live out our lives by faith in Christ today, this week and beyond, uh, God rewards us in similar ways. These are some ways that we can actually apply in our lives. We see them uh, modeled for us in Noah's life. We know they're also true for our lives as we live out our faith in God day by day. The first reward we see is that God remembered Noah in the flood. God remembered Noah in the flood. 
Genesis 7. We're going to do some reading here of Genesis chapter 7. And I'm going to move around. I'm going to hit the highlights. There's, there's passages that, that we'll move over. We won't actually read some of these verses uh, because uh, they're actually parentheses to the story. We're going to walk our way through chapter 7, kind of giving you the highlights of this uh, story in regards to the flood. Uh, and you'll follow along and see as we make our way through uh, Genesis chapter 7, I'm going to begin reading in verse 1. Then the Lord said to Noah, Enter the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you alone are righteous before me in this generation. You are to take with you seven pairs, a male and its female, of all the clean animals, and two of the animals that are not clean, a male and its female, and seven pairs, male and female, of the birds of the sky, in order to keep offspring alive on the face of the whole earth. Seven days from now, Follow along what what the Lord's saying. Seven days from now, I will make it rain on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And I will wipe off the face of the earth every living thing I have made. And Noah did everything the Lord commanded him. God gave Noah instructions on how to fill the ark. God gave Noah a week to get everyone and everything in the ark. Said, seven days from now, I'm going to send a flood. He gave Noah a week. God, therefore, also gave mankind seven more days to repent of their sin and to turn to him in faith. Seven more days. The clock was now ticking and getting ever so close to the judgment that God had promised actually coming on earth. We see as well, Noah did everything that God commanded him. Again, just like Noah had done before, he did it again. If you look down at verse 16, you read that the Lord shut him in. That means the Lord shut Noah and all those who were with him in the ark. Look at chapter 7 and verse 10. We'll move to verse 10. Seven days later, remember, verse 4 said, seven days from now, I'm going to send a flood. Seven days later, the waters of the deluge came on the earth. God did what he told Noah he was going to do. He sent the flood. Verse 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that day, all the sources of the watery depths burst open. The floodgates of the sky were opened, and the rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. Remember what we said the past couple of Sundays. The waters from below, God, as we learn in Genesis 2, watered the surface of the earth from the waters below. The waters below the surface burst upward. God then sent the water from above downward. Biblical scholars believe that this is when God removed the canopy of water above the earth that was protecting the earth. So the waters below burst upward. The waters came down from above and fell downward and what resulted was a catastrophic flood like had never been seen before or has been seen since catastrophic flood 40 days and 40 nights we continue reading in verse 17 and 18 the deluge continued 40 days on the earth the waters increased and lifted up the ark so that it rose above the earth the waters surged and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. So we see the picture. 
the waters because of this catastrophic flood increased. They surged on the face of the earth. It just kept, the water level just kept rising and rising and rising and rising and rising and rising. And this caused the ark, obviously, to then float on the surface of the water. And so as the waters surged and rose, the ark then rose as it floated on the top of the water. The scripture says that the ark floated as high as above the mountains on the earth because the waters continued to surge and continued to rise day after day after day. If you look in verse 24, and the waters surged on the earth 150 days. So we know the waters continued to surge and increase for 150 days. That means the 40 days and nights where it was actually raining and the waters were bursting upward and the waters were pouring downward. But then 110 more days after that, the water continued to surge and continued to rise. The results, again, of this catastrophic flood like no one had ever seen. The water level had risen so high that it was well above the mountains on the earth and the ark floating above it. Everyone and everything, obviously, clearly, as we know, God told us, we know, because now we get a little bit better picture of what this flood was like. Everyone and everything on the earth died. The earth, everyone and everything was wiped out, just as God said would happen. Now, in the midst of the surging waters, in the midst of these 150 days where the The water was surging. In the midst of the devastation of the flood, we find three of the most amazing words in Scripture. We find three words, three of the most encouraging, the most amazing, the most fantastic words in all Scripture. In Genesis 8 and verse 1, God remembered Noah. Isn't that good? Come on now, that's good, right? Let's say that together. That's good. Ready, set, go. Come on now, that is. That is good. Whether you have breakfast or not, that's good. That is good. Let's read that together. Ready, set, God remembered Noah. Wow. God remembered Noah as well as all the wildlife and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. God caused a wind to pass over the earth and the water began to subside. The sources of the watery depths and the floodgates of the sky were closed. And the rain from the sky stopped. The water steadily receded from the earth. And by the end of 150 days, the waters had decreased significantly. We see here, God did not forget about Noah. God did not change his mind about Noah. God did not play a trick on Noah. God remembered Noah. He remembered Noah. It's possible that Noah felt like God had forgotten him. It's quite possible that Noah may have felt like God had forgotten him. We know this because Noah was just like us. He's a man, he's flesh just like us. He was a man of faith and righteousness, but we know he was like us. And we also know that he may have felt forgotten by God. If you just look at the passage in Genesis 7 and verse 1, we read, then the Lord said to Noah. So God is speaking to Noah according to God's word. And we're we're looking at this according to God's word. We know in Genesis 7, 1, then the Lord said to Noah. And he gave that instruction that we've already read and walked through. We don't see 
the Lord speaking to Noah again until you look in Genesis 8.15. If you look at Genesis 8, 15, then God spoke to Noah. Well, according to Scripture, the time between Genesis 7, 1 and the time between Genesis 8, 15 was over a year. It's over a year. Now, God may have spoken to Noah during that time while Noah was in the ark. If he did, and he's quite capable of doing that because he's God, he does what's best. If he did speak to Noah during that time, he didn't record it for us in his word. He didn't tell us. So we know the Lord spoke to Noah, and then the Lord spoke to Noah again, and the time frame in between was over a year. And so it's possible that Noah may have felt like the Lord had forgotten him in the ark quite probably was in the ark of of silence in regards to his walk with the lord not silence in regards to being in the ark you know those animals made a lot of noise but it no it could have been an ark of silence so to speak waiting on the lord for the next instructions and so what does god do well he does what he always does god made it very clear to noah And to us and to everyone who reads this word, God remembered Noah. God made sure that Noah and everyone after him knew that he remembered Noah. Just as God remembered Noah, God remembers you and God remembers me. God will never leave us. God will never fail us. God will never forsake us. God will never forget us. God is with us by the presence and power of his Holy Spirit in us. The scriptures tell us that greater is he who is what? in us than he who is in the world and so in our lives as we go through difficulties and we go into trials and times of difficulty you may be in one right now times in our lives where we may feel like that God may have forgotten us as we walk with God and we deal with times when our enemy Satan is lying to us and telling us that God has forgotten us and when these thoughts come to our mind whether we have these thoughts in and of ourselves or whether we're battling the battle of spiritual warfare and our enemy is lying to us and he's telling us God has forgotten you we can rejoice because we know based on the authority of God's word that God does not forget us. God doesn't forget you and God doesn't forget me. We know based on the authority of God's word, God sees us, God knows us, God loves us, and God remembers us. Amen? God remembers us. God remembers you and God remembers me. And so we know as well that God is always at work in us. God is at work in us, around us, and through us. He is always at work in us. We know that while Noah was in the ark, God was still at work. He was still working and he was still doing what he does, which is what's best for us and for everyone. And we know the same is true that as we deal with our lives, as we walk by faith, as we go through challenging times, we know that there could come a time where we have the thought that, man, God, where are you? What's going on? Why are you taking so long? I don't understand this. I don't like this. Why aren't you talking, God? I can't hear you. We need to understand and realize, don't believe that God has forgotten you because he remembers you. He sees you. He knows you. He loves you. He's at work in you. He's at work around you. He's at work through you. And so what we have to do in those times is what Noah did. We must continue to walk with God. We must continue to wait with God, knowing that God is going to show up. And he's going to work. And he's going to respond to us. And the challenge is great for us. Because whether it's the ark 
of silence or whether it's the arc of sorrow or whether it's the arc of grief or whether it's the arc of physical challenges or whether it's the arc of marital challenges or whether it's the arc of of health issues or whether it's the arc of job circumstances and issues, whatever the challenge, whatever the difficulty may be, it is in those times as we wait and wait, and we don't always like to wait and wait, but as God continues working in us and as we have to wait with God, there are times where we feel like, man, God, have you forgotten me? And the answer clearly from Noah, then one of the rewards that we know of Noah's faith in God, it's a reward that God gives to you and me from our faith in God is God remembers us. He remembers us. Don't you for one second believe the lie from the enemy that says God's forgotten you. Because it's generally followed when God doesn't love you. God's not going to continue his work in you because you've done this or you've done that or you said this or you said that or you didn't do this or you didn't do that or you didn't say this or you didn't say that because we know that our enemy is the accuser of the brother and all his accusations against us are false. False. And so we understand and know that God remembered Noah in the flood. But look at the second reward. It's right here. God delivered Noah through the flood. Hebrews eleven seven. By faith, Noah, after being warned about what was not yet seen in reverence, built an ark to deliver his family. The ark was God's protection and provision for Noah and his family to deliver them, to rescue them, to save them through the flood. That was the provision and protection of the Lord. Look in Genesis 8, in Genesis chapter 8, in beginning of verse 15. Then God spoke to Noah, come out of the ark, you, your wife, your sons, and your sons' wives with you. So that, that's everybody that he had sent in the ark. They're all coming out of the ark. Check. Bring out every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds, livestock, creatures that crawl on the ground, And they will spread over the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah, along with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives came out. All wildlife, all livestock, every bird, and every creature that crawls on the earth came out of the ark by their groups. Can you imagine that? Woo, man. Can you imagine that scene? Wow. We see God, notice, notice. God did not keep Noah from the flood. God delivered Noah through the flood. He didn't keep him from the flood, but he delivered him through. Noah was in the ark from the time the rain started to fall, from the time the flood, the rain started to fall, to the time we just read about when he stepped out of the ark. Noah was in the ark for a year and 10 days, that time period. A year and 10 days. And we know God did exactly what God promised he would do. God brought Noah, Noah's family, and all the birds, livestock, and wildlife in the ark, out of the ark, just as God promised. And we know for you and for me this morning The application for us is God doesn't promise. Listen now, God doesn't promise to keep us from difficulties, trials, troubles, times of suffering. God does promise to deliver us through our difficulties, trials, troubles, 
in times of suffering. Doesn't always promise to keep us from them, but he always promises to deliver us through them. And so if you find yourself in one of these times, one of these challenging times, understand and know God's with you and he's working in you and he's working through you and he's working around you and he's going to bring you through whatever that situation is that you're dealing with. He's going to bring you through it stronger than you were before as you continue to just simply walk with him, wait with him, and watch for him to lead because as he leads, you follow and he'll, draw, he'll bring you right out. Listen, we know God delivers us because we know God has delivered us in our lives. We see God's deliverance in this word, and we know God promises to deliver us. He's told us he will deliver us. So there's no question about the reality that he will deliver us through those times. Our challenge is to continue to walk with him, to wait with him, to worship him, and to watch him work in us and through us and around us so that as he continues his work and as he continues to speak to us, as he continues to lead us, just like he did Noah, hey, he got back with Noah. He said, go in, get everybody in. Seven days, this is what's happening. And he said, hey, Noah, come on out. He'll, he'll make his will clear to you. He'll speak to you. He'll speak to me just like he did to Noah. The key is for us to maintain that dependence so that we can continue listening for him to speak and then obeying as he does. God remembered Noah in the flood. God delivered Noah through the flood. And then we also see God blessed Noah after the flood. He blessed Noah after the flood. An amazing way we see this blessing come uh, through to Noah. In Genesis 9 and verse 1, look at verse, look at verse 1 of chapter 9. God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God blessed Noah because God loved Noah. God blessed Noah because God was pleased with Noah. God blessed Noah because God had a plan for Noah. God was not finished with Noah or with mankind at this point. God started over with mankind through Noah and his family. Why? Because Noah was a righteous man, blameless among his contemporaries. Noah walked with God. Noah pleased God because of his faith in God. Noah found favor in the Lord's eyes because of Noah's faith in God. And we know the same is true for us today. God blesses us because God loves us. God blesses us because God has a plan for us. We know God has a plan for us. God's plan for us is real simple. It's the same plan for all of us. God's plan for us is to make us more like his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. For God is at work in us, willing to acting according to his good purpose. He's given us the desire uh, and the strength to follow his good purpose. God's desire is to conform us to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. And so we know our part, our role, our task day by day is very similar to Noah. And that is we must continue walking by faith in God and in obedience to God step by step, moment by moment, day by day. We just simply humble ourselves before God. We surrender ourselves to him. We follow him by faith and obedience day by day. And he continues his work in us, through us, and around us. Listen, Noah's faith in God and Noah's obedience to God gave Noah a front row seat to see the faithfulness of God. He had a front row seat to see the faithfulness of God. Noah knew he understood God remembered him in the flood that God delivered him through the flood that God blessed him after the flood he understood this 
Now, don't miss this. I don't want you to miss this. This is an amazing, amazing point here that will speak to us today and this week. Don't miss this. God blessed Noah, and Noah blessed God. God remembered Noah, and Noah remembered God. Chapter 8, verse 20. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. He took some of every kind of clean animal and every kind of clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Noah's first act out of the ark. The first thing Noah did once he got out of the ark and he saw that parade come out of the ark was Noah worshiped God. Noah remembered God. Noah remembered the faithfulness of God. And Noah worshiped God. And the scripture says, the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma. It was pleasing to the Father that his son, Noah, immediately blessed, praised, and worshiped God. God always blesses us. The question is, do we bless God? God always remembers us. Here's the question. Do we remember God? Do we remember the faithfulness of God? Do we remember the deliverance of God in our lives in so many different situations and circumstances? Do we remember all the blessings of God in our lives? Do we remember them? You see, here's the reality. It's right here for us in this word. We see it in the example of Noah. When we remember God, we will worship God. We will bless God. We will praise God. We will thank God. When we remember God, we will walk by faith in God. When we remember God, we will walk in obedience to God. Noah, he came out. Just think, think about it. He saw the faithfulness of God everywhere. Everywhere. first thought says we are going to worship God we're going to give praise to the Father let me just challenge us this morning just for a few minutes and it's a great practice especially when we're in those challenging times those difficult times let's just take a moment Let's just remember the faithfulness of God in our lives. Think about the deliverance of God in your life. You're here. You're here. He's brought you here. Let's think about the blessings of God. And as we do, 
right here, right now. Let's worship God. Let's worship Him. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. Our worship team is going to come and they're going to lead us in.